handsome friends. Hey, Ooh. handsome Marty. Oh, maybe we should just pause this thing and uh, drink some more and talk about how handsome we are. <laughs> I drink to that. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of the Dice Bar Gaming Podcast, where we drink a lot and RP a little. Yep, and we are fresh out of mead, guys. We're so sorry. And where the rules don't matter, because with as drunk as we are, we won't remember them anyway. Yeah, exactly. Well, last episode, we explored Gertrude's cave. I fell into a pit. (laughs) Uh, Inks fell into a pit. Though it wasn't really that bad for you. you. You took a little damage, but due to stone skin and uh, bad rolls on my part and a very good save on yours, uh, you pretty much came out of there unscathed. She, as a semi-boss fight or mini-boss fight, was not too much of an issue for you guys. And uh, yeah, you hit around the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was in a pit. So like, she was like, uh, screw you guys, I'm going to hit this guy in the pit. He's she like, had a uh, like this is a pit. She had, she had a bow that uh, shot pretty much spears at you, but didn't really land any hits. No. Yeah, it's, uh, I have and a hungry pit. See, <laughs> yep. one of the highest CMDs I've ever seen ever. I think it was forty. God damn! I think it was high. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't have the sheet in front of me because I threw it in the trash because she was garbage. <laughs> Disappointment. Now I have to make things way harder. But, uh, yeah, she had one of those high CMDs I've ever, have ever seen. Um, and you rescued three Sheem children. Sheem are the half lizard folk, half human people that you have deemed as uh, having an ancient... I think it was you, Lyrium, who put two and two together. It was actually a pretty good assumption that there was an ancient civilization here, and... You've also seen a giant portal, which you you've heard of these things. They're called uh, they're called uh, Arkrams. They are the portals where the portal born came through, and maybe these are the ancestors, of the people who created them. At least that's your uh, going theory. The last day we spoke is that is that still kind of what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, you help this young Shala, this young uh, Sheem girl, recover uh, a girl that has, she has no name as of yet. And uh, she's was pretty calm as you guys rescued her, nine-year-old Sheem girl. Uh, again, to describe them, they have very human-esque features uh, in their face. A little bit of, I think I described it as a Voldemort nose, more slits, button-like nose. Front, uh, no real hair, but layers of fish-like scales and fins going off the back with uh, tendrils that makes it appear like they have human hair from a distance. But once you get close, you can see that they they don't. It's what you call camouflage. Camouflage. But just so you know, I've also given Inks a brand new nickname. Okay. Pitmaster. (laughs) (laughs) Not for cooking. (laughs) Pinks, uh, pinks. Inks, you did. We'll call you Pinks, Pitmaster Inks, Paminks. You did really well in that 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 pit. Uh, I thought for sure somebody's gonna be stuck down there the whole time, and you just climbed right that fuck out of that. No, thing. you stuck. No, I was stuck. You were stuck the entire time. It's just you had to you had to help him stay stuck in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like every time I came out, you're just like. 
Don't get back down there. Yeah, he hopped out at the the last round, and then you guys finished her. Yeah. Yeah. I'd had Um, enough over. I was like... And at the very end, you spoke with this nine-year-old, or appearing nine-year-old girl, who was at the bottom pit with her her, uh, associates or her little friends. Uh, You calmed down the other children who were uh, very distraught. They're around the same age, nine years old. Why they were in a hunting party is beyond you. Might be a question asked later. They gotta learn. But they gotta learn, maybe. And you guys decided to take a rest. Well, Had if to. we remember correctly, the Gertra was actually a friend of theirs. She got infected. She, she was. Like, you're not sure friend, but at least she wasn't an enemy. Yeah, she wasn't an enemy. So they might have been there talking, training, who, maybe who negotiating. You don't know the story. But you know Gertra was not... Was not evil. Was not evil at one time, and some sort of brand, which uh, affected some saber-toothed tigers, and then her turned her them to the dark side of the force. And you guys decided to take a rest. You barricaded and protected the cave as much as possible, and... We got a full night's sleep. So go ahead and mark down full night's rest, guys. How do you mark it on this new system? Those who ha- wear heavy armor, you're... Condition won't change once you put it back on and go right back outside. Is that you, Inks? You yeah, have you that'll, be, that'll okay. be me. So, granted, your first 15 minutes, let's just say, if something happens in the first 15 minutes, I won't dog you on that, but otherwise, you're dealing with this, the heat and wearing, you know, 40 pounds of shit encased steel in the jungle. I should point out that I have been holding a potion of endure elements but i don't want to waste that on you until the right time when it's going to matter so your discomfort matters little tellurium he's <laughs> <laughs> what... used to it so we'll open up to a little scene water lapping up on a rocky beach small little waves a foot at their highest and an older human man with a barbell mustache, receding hairline, and a young half-orc boy with large rake-like instruments in their hands, and they're along the beach raking the surface. There's a small paddle boat near them, and they're throwing large shell-like crustaceans onto the paddleboard as they're, they're working and toiling away. It's early, early morning. The red sun is coming up, just peeking over the horizon. There's a large, mountainous settlement off in the distance. Battlements and large towers. A populous area with farmsteads all around it. And the father and son are speaking to each other. Why do you look like the sun at that every morning? The boy sighs heavily. <sighs> the usual father. I just want to be out there. And this scene plays on and on. Father growing older, son growing older. Uh, as this memory plays back, the son's reminiscing about being out there, out doing something. And the father passing on pearls of wisdom to his son. We pause on a a memory 
of the father and son speaking and the son is now older into his early teens father Brathad has freed us you are no longer a slave why do we still toil at these clams every day and the father sighs and stops his his labor well not all shackles are those from made by kings and queens some are just of survival i see the way you look at the ocean and how you do not want to be here but we are are nonetheless bound to the shackles of our lives do you understand the boy sighs and yes father i do more years pass and again the same boy now late teens father now bent with his manual labor the you can tell the the clamming has taken a, a toll on his body and the son is dumping some clams into the the small skiff they have at the waterside and he notices a letter curious he opens it and it is a a, a missive to be a ship's hand on one of the local ships going out onto the water and it has his name on it to sail the the seas and to see the world and these things do not come cheap or getting labor off of the mainland is difficult in Barodros. and while the father and son do not say this name a young inks is very excited for his very first opportunity to see the ocean and his father hugs him for his life's work give his son what he hasn't had and inks you're reminiscing about this as you're at the cave of the men at mouth of the cave entrance looking out on the water that crocodile flies starting to buzz around it buzzards starting to pick off of it but you're out there alone just having a few moments to yourself looking at the water lapping on the shore and it just brings you back to your father who you clammed with him since you were six years old till 17 18 when he gave you that missive you got to go out in the high seas explore see the world and now you're in the jungles of fucking sulta halfway across the unending sea in somewhere you never thought you would ever be whether he's grateful or worried about where you're at right now due to the friends you've lost and the things you've seen I'll leave that up to you right now, but that is what is going through your mind as we open up into episode eight. Dun, 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 dun. So you're you're on the last watch, Inks. The sun's coming up. You hear your friends rousing in the back of the cave. <clears throat> nothing has happened. This apparently nothing gets near Gertrude's cave. Inks is just keeping a steady eye going I should harvest that we should harvest the crocodile meat it's savoring <laughs> okay alright uh, 20 survival check to carve up that fucking crocodile and take its skin that, that carcass dial crocodile 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 sure. <laughs> <laughs> words I know he's got, he's got the feeling mm-hmm. for it he's got a couple good words. teeth and uh, some meat alright <laughs> We're going to have Croco Tacos. Croco Tacos. 
the young Sheem girl addresses the group. Who um, amongst you is considered the leader? We all point at Lyrium. <laughs> we all point at Lyrium. <laughs> He's our captain. How may I address? That is sad. <laughs> how may I address you? Lord Don't ask that question. <laughs> yes. Lord Captain Lyrium. Black Tree. Black Tree. This one's name is Lyresia. Spell that? Lyresia. So There's G in there or no? No. Okay. Because I'm hearing like lie, like L-I-E or L-Y, and I thought I heard Greasia. I was like, re, re, Lyresia. Gotcha. Under. There's no spelling. You guys are all under a comprehend languages. And she's the future. Like, why is a woman a shaman? Are you asking her? You were the future. I'm just mentally reiterating what we were told before. Uh, she's the future. Kala said wise, wise woman. woman. Yeah. Grey Mother. I am the future Grey Mother. And what does the future Grey Mother do? Healing. Advising. Ken Popping. Yo me a coke. Disappointing. What does a Lord Captain do? I uh, command a ship. What is a ship? It was a large vessel that travels on the water. Like a boat? Yes, like a large boat, except now it is in a bed of sand. Mm. The Black River? Yes. I see. It sits in the Black River. We were told we would end up there. By who? That... Is a question. It is not for me to pry. I apologize, Lord Captain Lyrium. We are being, in some sense, directed by higher forces. Aren't we all? Some of us are just aware of it. And we think this strange brand that has begun to corrupt the denizens of your jungle may be in some part connected. Brand of the undeath. Yes. I see. Kala brought you? Yes. She nods to Kala. You have done well and have you have done the Shim a great service. I invite you back to our village so you may speak with our current Grey Mother. We the, would be honored to come. The great ebon worm has no influence there. I know what that is. She takes a hard look at uh, Manticore across the camp. What is his deal? <laughs> That's a question I've been asking since I hired him. Is he a priest? No. She narrows her eyes. He is a student of magic. He will be seen with much 
fear at my village. That's nothing new. Those who wear masks worship the engineer and also known as the gate master. He's used to being uh, viewed with fear, suspicion, a little bit of disgust. Captain. You cut me deep, Captain. The fuck? You cut me deep, Captain. I've only been humble and honest. And I've always had the feeling the mask is the lesser of the two evils. Very Captain, I'm extremely handsome. <laughs> well, Lord Captain. It's a Brad Pitt cameo. <laughs> well, Lord Captain Lyrium Blacktree. You are welcome to our Sheen village. You have saved not only Shala, but us and me. As a future gray mother, you might not know when that or what that means, but for us, I am a spirit meant to guide all the other spirits that came before and lead our people. Thank you. Please see me to my village. We will see you rewarded. And perhaps, as I see it, our destinies align. I think they might well. Let's be on our way. Okay. So with the four Sheem girl, or yeah, girls, their, uh, their input and their wisdom on the surrounding area, the next four hours go pretty much un- Abated. A um, couple minor hiccups where you have to go around. Does Pitmaster get more rubbings? <laughs> no, he's done with rubbing. Um, and you you hike your way through this dangerous jungle. Roll a survival if you have it. Inks is the only one rolling. 16. 16, okay. I can roll natural. You had survival? No, there's not. This is not a tavern lore thing. No, I was just rolling to see. What I think you I can roll it help. on like Aiden. Yeah, I only hinder. <laughs> okay, yeah, I rolled you can roll. two. <laughs> yeah, I, I got two ranks in it, but I only got an eleven total. So. Okay, I have zero ranks, and I got a two. Okay. So I was just looking to see if I could see what he saw. I saw nothing. Okay. Inks, on your, as you're, you're moving, you notice a very large track. It's two very, <laughs> I mean, this thing has to be at least three feet long uh, track of a two feet or two toes in the front and one long in the back with a claw on each end. Um, or three, sorry, three in the front, one in the back. Or sorry, let me restart. So with three long toes in the front and one long in the back with clawed end. And this thing has to be at least three feet long. And you stop to look at it and uh, that little girl who uh, Lyresia introduced herself as. You have found his track. His track? Whose track? He has tasted sheen blood, so he is always near our village. What is Looking he? for the... What is he? An apex predator. Much like the little ones you see scurrying about the leaves here. But he is very large. 
a king of his kind. Get him for experience. <laughs> Carnotaur. <laughs> if we are lucky, he is doing other things. If he catches our scent, he will hunt us down. But it is okay. It is tax season here. <laughs> God damn it, Derek. <laughs> if he shows up, you just stay behind me. I'll take it. Head on. Kala told me of your bravery with the... But they didn't Co- mention the stupidity that goes with it. <laughs> they also mentioned you fell in a pit. Ka- <laughs> Kala told me of your bravery with the Carno. I believe you. It... Tyrannus has a split lip. We're our bravest amongst our people. Fought and survived. You will meet him soon, too. Then I will take his gruesome little head and maybe plant it in the ship. We're talking about or the Mount person it. that fought it. The person who fought it or the creature? <laughs> the creature. The creature. Oh, oh, that was very confusing. You got to stay on task. <laughs> <laughs> stay right. on point of who we're talking about. <laughs> I do so, want to meet this warrior, though. You will. And take his head and put it in the shed. skull I want as well. <laughs> I will skull fuck it. So you, uh, after about four hours of hiking through the uh, jungle, bug bites and sweating aside. I'm not sweating. I feel pretty good. Okay, okay. You don't need to remind everybody every yes, single I do. time. Air uh, conditioning is great. <laughs> yeah, if, right. if Inks wasn't having to be the frontline tank... He'd be next to Manacor. <laughs> but I've already got, I already put the fatigue uh, on me. Well, she doesn't share well, you can her. You carry me. <laughs> uh, Prima Fira doesn't seem to share her boon with the rest of you guys, no matter how close you are to him. Ah, oh, shit. Uh, I got frosty undies. <laughs> All right. I don't know what to do with that information. It's like, <laughs> it's like winter mint fresh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Flavor text time. All right, nestled deep within the heart of this lush jungle, where towering trees brush against the heavens itself, you come across a village. As if woven in the very fabric of the jungle, the village blends seamlessly with the natural world. Paths of soft earth, crushed with leaves, meander through the village. A communal fire sits within its center, encircled by intricately carved wooden benches and towering totems dedicated to each of the elements. A lake, the source of the sustenance and tranquility, is the lifeblood of this village. Its pristine waters are not just a place a place to fish, but a sacred realm where the sheem offer thanks to the spirits of water. Canals expand out in a grid-like pattern throughout the village. Surrounding the village is our meticulously tended gardens, lush with an abundance of exotic fruits of vibrant blooms. Flowers carefully selected for their vivid colors and enchanting scents are woven into wreaths and gardens, adorning the village and the people. In this harmonious haven, they celebrate the balance between their people, the jungle, and the spirits that watch over them, preserving a way of life steeped in tradition and respect the natural world. And here is the village map. 
You guys are coming in from the north here. So if you look at the map here, you see the canals running through. I had to hand draw them, so excuse the crudeness of them. They're not exactly so crude as you walk in with this village. There are tiny uh, bridges for you to go over, so you don't have to like leap these canals. As you guys are entering, people, the Sheem, are abundantly interested in newcomers, especially that are not other Sheem. You don't gather that they get many uh, visitors here, so you're gathering quite the crowd. These canals, as, he, as I said, that run through the whole village, uh, they're bricked on either side, and you see many of the Sheem jumping out of them, like they use them almost like a, a mini highway to swim through. Do they have tails? I don't think you've mentioned whether or not they do have tails. Okay. Uh, and they hop out of them like almost like you would dive in water. They can dive equally as fast almost out of water. As you're getting closer to the center of the village, you see a huge spire slash totem off to your right side in the uh, northwestern part of the, the, the village. It looks like it's almost completely, you're maybe 200 yards from it, so it's hard to tell, but it looks like it's all made of skulls, and it's reaching up at least 100 feet high. Jeez. With wow. some sort of walk, somebody can walk around the spire to get up to the top of it. That is interesting. It's perfect in design, and if that is skulls, then it has to be thousands of people worth of skulls. Inks grabs uh, his pen and starts slowly trying to draw it out. Did you just stop and start drawing? Yep. Lyrezia stops. That is our ancestral totem. It keeps us safe from the ebon death. Magnificent. All of our ancestors are there, keeping us safe. We can harness their power. <laughs> what was that? Did, did Manicor just smell some bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> Little kid. Uh, ate the bullshit? <laughs> ate the bullshit? <laughs> the bodies you burned earlier. Kali told me of the others that fell. They will be retrieved. It's almost like she's very matter-of-fact as she's telling you this as you're drawing. Being very patient as you draw the, the, the totem. They will be retrieved, their bones, and their bodies burned to ash. Right at the very totem you're looking at. And their skulls will house their ash. And our ancient writings will be etched upon their skull. And they will forever protect us. And like their children and their children's children. Inks is just like, he kind of stops for a second. Oh, are these skulls upside down? Yes. He's just like, looks again. He's like, <laughs> like a bunch of urns. <laughs> oh, maybe. So they essentially, it looks like they build urns out of skulls. They're, do you see something encasing them? Yeah. Uh, you can't, you're not close enough. As it says, 200 yards, but it, it looks like a, it does look like a honeycomb. Beehive? You're, you're the one looking at it, not us. <laughs> Are you guys just looking away? My yeah. perception can't see that far. <laughs> I mean, do you want a perception? No, just, 
Do you see what do you see? What, what do you want? Okay. Uh, no, I'm gonna. You see, stir case in something. Man, I know knowledge of nature. Can I say that it looks like a beehive, bee comb? Yeah, honeycomb you know. setup. Mm-hmm. Looks like a honeycomb setup. It's very structured. The bottom are our first ancestors, and as you work up, it gets higher. They are encased in amber. Do the levels shrink as it's going up? Like, it's thicker at the bottom, and it's shrinking as it goes up, but very slight. It's just old it enough just means, to see it now. It just seems like uh, each generation is getting a little less. That, or you just can't be this thick at the base as you can at the structurally okay. speaking. Right. They might add some to the outer ring when they know. when they need to. And it's, know, the, widen it's the only structure of its kind, right? This high, yeah. But they have other structures that are. Started. You've seen other totems. Remember uh, in the, my flavor text, I described totems on the outside. Uh-huh. Smaller versions of this, but replicas like ah. carved wood of this. Sorry, you know I did screw up one thing. Uh, when you guys entered to the village, maybe a couple a mile out from the village, you en- you entered through what would be a perimeter of these totems that were surrounding this village. So almost like a voodoo marker. Yes. Um, so for, because I'm going to make this an ink, uh, so 20. Okay, you got a good, you got a good representation of this. It actually should be your focal point, you know, with these markings that you've come up with. This is where it's going to begin and then your tattoo will move out from here. Yep. And can I get close and look at it more? Um... Lyrezia goes, in due time, you must earn trust here. While you have saved me, you are still different. And you have earned my trust. But look at the faces of those around you. Suspicion and, at best, curiosity. At worst, open, hostile, hostile and suspicion. Not hostility, but, like... You are our kind around here. What are you doing here? You know, kind of thing. Don't worry, Inks. My face shows love and compassion. <laughs> that don't help, Manicor. <laughs> we should not keep the Grey Mother waiting. Oh, sorry, Please. sorry, sorry. You may finish later. This has been such inspiration. He's had a few extra rubs earlier. Takes a little longer as it goes. <laughs> as uh, you progress into the village... Uh, you are meeting. I was just about to say that's what she said after you can finish later. <laughs> uh, as you're progressing into the village and you're meeting a ton of the sheem that are willing to approach you guys, introduce themselves as blah 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 zidi blah. Um, word has gotten around that they need to share their language, which is what the phrase they use, and they all almost without fail do that rhythmic pattern upon themselves and cast comprehend languages from the smallest of children to the oldest of people here can do it. And uh, they're introducing themselves. If the name becomes important, I'll have you roll on intelligence if they're worth remembering, but I'm not going to go over every name that is just throwing their... You're just doing child one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You just met like 300 people in the span of the night. Welcome. Yeah, welcome. (laughs) Um, So all of their names are Hey You. Yeah, pretty much. 
The only language is a second tier spell, but I could be wrong. It might be first. And does anybody have a? Does anybody have sense motive? It's first. Sorry. Anybody uh, have sense? Uh, I've yes, got a. I've got a zero. Can I have whoever has sense motive? Please roll it. I believe yeah, I have plus one wisdom. I believe everybody. I mean, anybody can get it, so go for it. I have zero wisdom. <laughs> it is untrained. I have a twenty-six. I got ten. I got a thirteen. I will roll it untrained. Fifteen. All right. Uh, Manticore and what did you get? Uh, Inks got 13. 13. Okay. So only Manticore got the baseline of this, but I got a 26. Ly- Lyrium, you fully. They are, especially the men here. By the way, the men, women are very slight and they're not much larger than the children, except maybe a little taller, but the men are jacked dudes. All a bunch of like. John Cena's walking around here. John Cena. Oh, damn. Some big dudes. And they're very... Too, a couple things that I should back up a little bit for this. I don't know how this is a sense motive so far. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. No, hold on. <laughs> I am backing up. Uh, I'm kind of worried I, about that because there are only a few that's, places that could go. Yeah, sense know. motive would apply. And I'm not liking it. Yeah. I'm just like, fair. <laughs> like, isn't that a statement of the obvious? Uh, fair. Well, All right. So let me give the... Motive, I'm frightened. Let me give the obvious you should have seen earlier. And uh, I wasn't being your six senses. I'm sorry. Death uh, new. The, the dudes are huge. And while the children are coming into color, like greens and blues and uh, other vibrant colors, the adults of the mm, mating age have very vibrant colors. There's even purples and neons and all sorts of different colors like that. And as they start getting older again, now they start graying out and subsiding in color. So it starts giving you a very baseline. Not only the dude's very different in appearance, and their um, their fins off their back and the tendrils I said going off their the back of their heads are very. Um, everybody's seen the documentaries where the the bird or the lizard's trying to get the the lady's attention, right? And they fan mm. out. The dudes apparently have a very majestic mane of fins and tendrils too. To attract the ladies, and then the ladies have their own colorings too. So they, it's very obvious to each of you as you come in. The children, you know, like they're children, but then of mating age become very obvious. That's what that's for. And then as they it tails off, the sense motive for you, Lyrium, is there. You saw the or I described earlier. There's uh, hostile glances your way. Mm-hmm. It's not so much as your group. The majority of the group gets the very curious, like, what is this going on? Especially since you're with Lyresia, they're very bit much benefit of the doubt. There is, from especially from the males, open fear, borderlining hostility towards the manicure. Well, they're free to my Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear the word mask. Oh, that. <laughs> and as you enter the center of camp where the fire that I described I believe they want to have sex with me captain <laughs> uh, and as you enter the center of the camp where the, the the central hub of the village is a very times two John Cena look and ask effer male approaches your group captain 
His dick is as big as me. <laughs> I guess this is another... Thank you for the segue there, Bobby. You're inappropriate <laughs> fuck. Uh, <laughs> body parts are not nearly as um, seen as... Uh, you know, to be covered here in in this village. Right. Uh, this is a nudist colony. Yeah. The, <laughs> so I would say a hundred percent of the village is topless, and the bottoms that are on there are pretty much there. So snake bites right. don't get you. All right, so. <laughs> so, that's, uh, well, and they, they very there, there shouldn't be. Uh, hold on. Uh, I doubt there's boobs because no, they are not. Remember, I described they have teeth. Mm -hmm. They. They very much look human-esque. Okay. There is... It is... So if you want to Captain Kirk it up... That's exactly... <laughs> it is right. a very Captain Kirk-esque kind of thing. Um, they're obviously aliens, but these are the not, equipment is there. Remember when I described them the first, I said they are not to be mistaken for lizard folk. Not okay. even remotely. There's nothing savage looking about them. They are, they are humanoid with reptilian damage. traits. Yes. And and this guy we're meeting is is basically got like a child's arm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's like he's as he's swinging around, like pointing to each of you, you have to duck. Like it, it's it's ridiculous. Um, so two things about him that are very prevalent is the colors on him, very neon reds and purples. Like you guys want to have sex with him, and you don't even know what the colors mean. <laughs> You're just like, that is an alpha man. There's this this guy's a mrow. He's a mrow. <laughs> and the sword slash axe thing. Has anybody seen the um, Native American or the African tribe swords where they are like they're kind of half axe, half sword? Gnarly. So what I don't I know what, you know what you're talking about, but this is almost like a cricket stick, but a large version of it. But where the edges of the cricket bat would be, there's large teeth coming <laughs> out of it. Yeah, they are actually very nasty. Uh, and this thing is inscribed with very powerful looking runes. Manicor, I'll give this to you for free. Okay. That thing's magic. Captain, I want to go back to the ship now. <laughs> uh, but this guy is approaching you guys and looking at each of you in turn as Lyresia stops. And, and I keep getting further and further she, in the back of the line. She bows low. Great warrior, these are the outsiders who saved me. He looks at each of you. And man, of course, Inks, you immediately know. This is the motherfucker that split the lip on that split beast. Split the lip on that thing. You ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> we gonna run. I am Drakkar. I am Inks. Yes, you is. He steps above you. He's around seven three. I puff my chest up and just glares back at him like. You want to go? I'm willing to go. So. Yeah. Like, Inks ain't backing down. He offers his right hand. Inks offers his right hand as well and grasps it. Dylan! You son of a bitch! <laughs> and, a, and you see two biceps go. Strength check, buddy. All right. I'm using a new... That's pretty good. The new fuck you dice. 21. 
he is slightly stronger, but respects your 21. Now, when you say slightly, is that like a 35? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a straight-up strength check. So yeah. Uh, if I had a plus 15, I probably wouldn't be here in this village. <laughs> You'd be screwing that dragon. That dinosaur. <laughs> I'd be you, fucking you, up that black dragon. Uh, my kingdom now. Find me after you speak with the Grey Mother. We uh, will share honey. All right. <laughs> How will so you share more? honey exactly? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, some things are lost in translation with the Comprehend languages. There aren't words for things. Mead. Mead. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I, I still think... I had think... a very different mental picture yeah, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I still think they're going to be touching. I'm going to give you some honey. <laughs> <laughs> just just sit there and take my honey. It's like, let you my baby on feed. He's meaning mead. Because there's no hatred in his eyes. It's, it's okay. really... It's actually respect. And Drakkar... Steps aside and a reasonable odds the the comprehend languages is transferring that enough for it to be genuinely good. I'm willing to let him take that risk. I mean, it's his risk to take, right? Yeah, it's not like any of us going to stop that thing. How did <laughs> no. Angst react to that? <laughs> to the honey? To the honey? <laughs> but pucker, sugar, sugar. Uh, <laughs> sounded delighted, actually. And he doesn't even know which one he's speaking about. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's, that's good for me either way. Either way, I'm good. I've been to sea. Uh, I fought a crocodile. You ain't nothing, buddy. He steps aside and behind him, which you saw in the foreground, is a very large hut. Uh, totems coming off each corner of it. The Grey Mother waits. Good luck. And nobody else approaches within 50 yards of this hut, except Larizia. Even Kala says, good luck. Thank you. you. I owe you my life and that, my sisters. I will spread word throughout the village. Hopefully, when you come out, we will taste of your honey. What? We will have honey. Fermented honey. Okay. <laughs> you guys wish to enter? Manicor's a little scared right now because everybody's backing away from this hut and they said if we uh, leave the hut. It does have an ominous feel to it. You guys even look back um, a moment it. and everybody's just kind of looking at you guys like, okay. I mean, it could be just a re respect factor, but it seems like if they're afraid to go in and see this lady, is she good, bad, or just overbearingly controlling? You're not sure. Uh, is there a general kind of like, I mean, I don't really understand their religion yet. Obviously, they respect their dead. And this woman somehow probably is a mediator to that. Is there a particular kind of like ritualistic way of some other kind of society that I would know of that I can, you know, mm -hmm. say before entering the tent? Would kind of be a sign of respect. Uh, sure, with the religion. Right. Yeah, give me that. While he's rolling that, uh, those that are looking back catch Kala, the little girl you guys saved, as twenty-five. 25? Okay, mm -hmm. hold on a second. Uh, catch Kala running into the arms of her father, Jakar. 
We got favor with the big guy. Oh, you see, uh, you see, Manicore like give a little baby jig. We got favor. You're all right. So you're twenty five. You you worship Degotha, who is the god of the afterlife. Uh, the thing with the ancestors, I mean, that's if there's actual power in that, not just belief. And you have to believe there's power behind it because solidifies that is their main enemy is a dragon. And they're out in the open. They're not on the ground. They're not they're then you could see No, they're, they're, the dragon is their main enemy. And they have not you don't see any witness of any sort of meltings or anything. So either they got balls or something here is there is something here. If it's the faith or the being behind this tent or something else, you do not know that. But if they're using skulls as urns and doing some sort of ritual where they're keeping, let's say, souls locally powered and invested into spirits, their ancestors, invested into the protection of this camp, then that would be a mighty potent weapon indeed we've already talked about the power of what a soul can do yeah if they're harnessing that since the days of this place was erected and they may have gotten that from that big archway learning because how you to were manipulate talking about that like and hundreds using and hundreds of, maybe a thousand skulls kind of thing thousands of skulls thousands. depending on how deep that thing goes yes yeah okay so. that could be their version of a monolith the totems they have around the village are represent are replicas of that spire you saw. But a monolith, what I'm thinking of is a, a source of power that radiates, and that's why I'm thinking since they are more than likely descendants, and they, we see the archway, I wonder if they know how to uh, tap into that ability and they used it for protection here and using it in a different Maybe. way. A degree of soul magic. Yeah. yeah. Well, Animancy. the interesting thing here, they're afraid yeah. of mm-hmm. Manticore because he's wearing a mask that makes him look like a gatekeeper, which means they physically know people who know how to operate this thing or have. I wonder if the lady that's in this place has got a mask. Maybe she's a gatekeeper and that's why they're staying. We're going to find out, but yep. uh, any polite words I can say before entering your tent that would. Without knowing, because you don't see a religion, any sort of religious, I, iconography anywhere yeah. you I just say a quick prayer to good to go to keep these souls I safe I want to invite him here then you're not sure yeah. alright alright you enter the hut the floor of the hut is made of smooth worn stone tiles adorned with intricate patterns that seem to shift like sand wind chimes crafted from delicate shells and feathers dangle from the ceiling creating a gentle symphony with every unseen breeze. There are no windows in this hut. The hearth at the center of the hut crackles with controlled, steady fire, casting warm and flickering light across the hut. The walls are adorned with intricate tapestries of paintings depicting scenes of nature, its creatures, and the ever-turning cycle of life and death. The ceiling of the hut is a canvas of celestial wonder, adorned with a strange astrological symbols you've seen before, and constellations that glow faintly in the dark. It's as if though 
woven from the very stars into the fabric. A testament to a deep understanding of the cosmos and the influence it has on the natural world. Gray Mother's Hut is a place of balance of harmony, a space of the elements and cosmos itself. It is where that she can harness the powers of the earth, wind, fire, water, and the soul to weave their magic and protect the fragile equilibrium of the jungle. As you stand in this enchanted refuge, you can't help but feel the ancient energies that course through it, connecting her and the essence of its very existence. You all feel this very, not only is they are cool, very refreshing, but this sense of wonderment and everything coming together, a tranquility over powers as you come to the threshold of Ink is too busy looking at all the top end of all the stars and um, the different signs, just like kind of awing at it. Has anybody seen any of the movies where you're you're looking at the stars with zero uh, um, light pollution, where it's stars upon stars and you see the cosmos? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is what you're looking at the ceiling of this hut. So as this feeling of um, tranquility washes over you. Your eyes settle on a figure across the way, about 20 feet. She. Oh. No, 20 feet away. Uh, fire is uh, licking up towards the, the center of the hut, and she's on the other side of it. A goose is cooking, or something like a goose. Your goose is cooking. It's an ostrich. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Fat is dripping off, making that noise as it leaks into the fire, and she's looking at you and regarding you. Uh, A venerable figure, her gray scales bearing the intricate patterns of age, like a living tapestry. Her eyes, ancient and knowing, hold secrets of generations past. She moves with a slow, deliberate grace, her gestures carrying the weight of wisdom earned through the ages. In her presence, there is an aura of tranquility and reverence, a living link to the ancient traditions and lore of our people. Remember I described the young and of the uh, the banging age were very vibrant colors? Mm-hmm. She's in every which way, all sorts of shades of gray. Almost looks like she... Uh, what's the... Uh, what do snakes do? They molt. It looks, almost looks like she's molting. Yeah. So basically, she's Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> you brought this upon yourself, <laughs> foolish DM. <laughs> Welcome, travelers of the oblivion. Thank you for having us. I had no choice. It was you who walked through my hut. She made us. <laughs> Larizia is on her hands and knees and oh I didn't even notice that bowing towards it yeah you were looking at her I'll get a knee no need please Larizia you as well stand how would you like your goose cooked with with love <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. Do I have I cooked a goose before? <laughs> sure. I I described to her the best way I know of to cook a goose. <laughs> it needs some more time. That that was a fifteen plus thirteen, so a twenty-eight. <laughs> twenty-eight woofed. <laughs> yeah, it needs more time. <laughs> it's just now starting to cook. You, you, you got like yeah, it needs about like. <laughs> Let us speak then. And she crosses the way toward the northern part of the hut where there's a bunch of implementations and stuff. Books open, scrolls, several candles upon her desk. Uh, very much, there are a lot of oddities throughout the hut, uh, like bird skulls and a, a globe on which you do not recognize what world it's from. Different things from a different time. Please. Sit, make yourself comfortable. I am your host. You have saved my next breath. She is grateful. She motions to Larisia. Larisia, please, prepare our dinner. I will speak with them honestly and truly. Yes, Grey Mother. And Arizia busies herself with dinner while you guys speak. What brings you here, travelers of the Oblivion? We found ourselves transported here to a place I believe we were destined to come. I think the next step in our quest lies here and I think it's rooted in the troubles that have been plaguing you you reek of the primals brood is this what you seek who's carrying the finger bone you are I am you got the bag you're not you? carrying a finger bone sir you're carrying three of them Yay, us. Three. <laughs> I wonder if I should test and see if they work on me. Yeah, just I, touch yeah, them. I, yeah, I, just I got some characters. Just lick them. <laughs> just go ahead and lick them. <laughs> yep, and while just all three just, of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah, you can do like this. Just a tip. Bloop. Just swallow them. Become the most powerful being. <laughs> yeah, for two seconds. I have ultimate power. space. <laughs> You're like that maid that's in <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 1. <laughs> you yeah. had that in your pocket this whole time? <laughs> that's a lady. That's what you would be. <laughs> um, anyway, back to where I was. I, I bring it out. I show the finger bone. I'm assuming it's doing its little tink, tink, tink. Yep, in the box. Some direction. North. Yeah. North. And show it to northeast. her. Northeast. And I gesture toward the way it's pointing to north. Mm. Paradisia. They point towards Paradisia. Then that is our destination. Have you been told what lies there? The black dragon captain. I'm Get assuming 
I'm assuming nothing good. Yes, Maraxia does reside. Also a priestess of a god of undeath. Martin Mahuldi resides there. And now, if you have... There are three skills that'll give you an inkling of who Mun Mahuldi is. The best one being nobility. If you do not have nobility. Mm. Local. If you do not have local. History. Mm-mm. In that order. I have all Isn't she a priest? Them. What about I, religion? I have <laughs> history. <laughs> no. Uh, well, that's a noble's roll of 30. And I got a history no- roll of 29. Jesus, guys. All right. Well, the. Smart. All right. Just smart. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, there is a legend, Mr. Bard, Bardist with the mostest, of uh, Mun Mahuldias, a Beirun of Vadryphos back in the day. You know who this is, perhaps. As the realization of who this might be dawns upon you, there is a legend of a Mun Mahuldius, Mun Mahuldi, uh, a Beirun of Adryphos. Her nickname is called the Ghoul Queen. <laughs> she had many suitors in her day, a Helen of Troy in her of her day, mm-hmm. the type of beauty that would launch a thousand ships, and. It was said that she was enticed by the idea of living forever and keeping her beauty eternal and her power equally as so. I'm going to give you this sheet. It's going to elaborate a lot more. Okay. But essentially, she started, they're called the um, Maidens of Mun, Mun Mahuldi even to this day, are a powerful uh, cult of Rafet deep within uh, the bowels of the Dreyfus. But she said to have started this cult way long ago where she would murder all of her suitors and turn them into ghouls. She would gas them during dinner, their whole party, and then turning them to flesh-eating ghouls at night. Her... Uh, manners even is said to be still haunted this day in a Baroon manor that's not even occupied in the city. It sits there dormant, unused. She was run out of town over 300 years ago, never to be seen again. Oh, great. Yeah. There for a minute, Wonderful. I thought it was the same Baroon that you were going after. Zane. I was like, that sucks. <laughs> Who said it's not? It's, I mean, I don't know. Could be a descendant. Or the same one. Uh, Mahuldin. <laughs> I can see Zulgain. Uh, and the dragon Zulgain. are within league. <sighs> it has made the jungle much more treacherous. And difficult. Could she call to her a powerful undead if he suddenly appeared here? She looks at you with knowing eyes. We'll get there in a moment. For we are 
presently under a time restraint. But I do not wish to be rude, for we've only met 30 seconds ago. I can help you. You've already helped us. I can bring back those who you have lost. I can see it plain as upon your face. But our common problem prohibits this. And why our conversation cannot be as illuminating as you may wish, right? Mm. For I have much to tell you about Mahuli, Maraxia, the Fingerbone, and more. But you have brought the dark presence to our jungle. Well, look at Manicor. <laughs> Him aside. <laughs> <laughs> With that, you should reveal yourself if you are not of the gate master. Unless you have other things to hide. His kind here is not welcome. You may have sensed the open hostility. Yes, I did. You will be forever un- trusted with that on your faith. Those who built that thing out there. He points off in the direction we're assuming is where the Arkham is. Mm -hmm. And our ancestors who followed him, the engineer, those who still follow his ways wear masks. Otherwise it is prohibited amongst our people. Do you worship the engineer, are you here to orchestrate his desires? Manicor like steps to the side and turns his back to you all and kind of like starts wiggling and everything like that. It's like you don't know what you're asking. This is hard for me, but I must come clean. Take the mask off and turn he's, around. He takes off the mask and he's Batman. Under the mask, there's it another is mask. Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> the chiseled jaw, the pouty lips, the perfect brow. As he turns around and removes the mask, you see. Many of you might not have seen this race before. An Avir, a Perion, one made of magic by the ancient Nizulian race to prolong their lives. Got the light blue skin with the dark veins. Going through it. Uh, a race said made of magic themselves. And you, you know the tufts of hair that you see on the backside of the mask? It's all part of the mask. <laughs> I'm bald, baby. <laughs> Does this put you at ease? She She almost bends in what mostly she can probably give as a bow. I did not realize you are of one from before. Apologies. No need. I understand your plight. I feel you, I'm in an area that I can do this and not be hunted. You are to explain this. 
next time. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs>